This week on Ask Dan, we're going to talk about Cortana on Android, the Lumia 950XL, and whether or not I like circles or squares. Stay tuned. When will extension support be added to Microsoft Edge? So now that Windows 10 is out, millions of users around the world are using Microsoft Edge, and a lot of people are wondering where are those extensions. Microsoft has announced extension support is coming back at build, and so you may want a specific time frame. Now, Microsoft hasn't said officially when this is going to happen, but the rumors have it as October to November. We're expecting a Wave 2 update at that time, and they're trying to get extension support in there. At least that's what we hear. So if it doesn't happen, don't get too mad, but that is what the goal is. Now remember, these extensions are not sort of native extensions to Edge. They are going to be ones that are allowed to be imported from Chrome, meaning we should see a large library of extensions coming right away. Hopefully that'll happen. Stay tuned. Do you think having higher-end specs in the 950XL is a good strategy? Why not make them both the same? So the main difference between the 950 and the 950XL, well, there's two basically. There's going to be the screen size, a 5.2 inch versus 5.7 inch, bit of a battery difference too, 3,000 milliamps versus 3,300 milliamps, and of course the processor. There's a hexacore versus octacore. Uh, that's also reflected as the Snapdragon 808 or Snapdragon 810. There's also a little discrepancy here with Qi wireless charging. Now I actually do believe it's built into both devices, but the wording of some of the documents I've seen has been a little bit different. So there's been mentioned that in the 950, it'll be through a flip cover add-on versus the built-in version, the 950XL. I don't think we should necessarily get focused on this those two differences between Qi. I think they'll be both there. I think you can basically add a cover on to either one of them. In terms of the processor though, the 808 versus the 810 and Octa versus Hexacore, I don't think there's gonna be too much of a difference there in terms of performance. Don't forget in the 950, you have a smaller battery. So ideally you're gonna want a little bit of a less processor there also to match that to give a better battery life. So in terms of the 950XL, I think, yeah, you're gonna actually have a little bit more processing power. I don't think we'll necessarily see that reflected in terms of actual benchmarks, but there may be slight differences, but I don't think it's necessarily anything to worry about. When you look at these devices on paper, they are basically the same. You just have some slight differences in terms of display and battery. What are your thoughts on CityMan using a Snapdragon 810 given the heating problems, even in recent revisions? So this question is regarding the Snapdragon 810, which is a bit of a controversial processor. It's used in a few Android devices today, and although it gets good benchmarks, the problem is it overheats. I don't know how I feel about this with the 950XL. On the one hand, I want to leave it to the engineers. They're working with these devices, they're developing the hardware with it and the drivers. I almost feel like leaving it to them as they know best. If it's going to be overheating, causing problems, hopefully they know about it. There's also this other issue, which is Android versus Windows Phone. Now, if you ever use either one of these devices, you should know there's a difference between the two. I feel like a Windows Phone and Windows 10 Mobile could handle a Snapdragon 810 better than an Android device, which is a lot more processes going on in the background. Now, it remains to be seen if that's gonna actually happen, but in this case, I'm just deferring to the engineers and we'll have to wait and see what happens when these devices actually come out. When can we expect Windows 10 Mobile with Intel? What are the differences and benefits and will it be a Surface phone? All right, so that's obviously a little bit of a loaded question here, a little bit tough to answer. So regarding this Intel phone, this is what I know about it. It's a Microsoft project, meaning it's not a carryover from the Nokia days. In that sense, it's a little bit more difficult to get information from it because the department's a little bit different. Uh, when do I expect it? Quarter two of next year, meaning I expect at least another nine months before we actually see that device. Maybe it's less, but 
don't expect it until towards the summertime, I expect, of 2016. In terms of the differences and benefits, that's also a little bit unknown. The idea here, at least that many of us are working with, is that an Intel phone will allow you to run desktop apps. That's gonna be a little bit different right now because with a, say, Lumia smartphone with Continuum, supposedly the 950-950XL, you put that on a larger display, but you can only run universal Windows apps. Now, there's gonna be plenty of those. You have Outlook and Office already, and that's pretty awesome. But the ideal here would be able to run classic desktop apps, say, in that same mode. Will this device do that? I don't know, but that is sort of the thinking that's going on here. This device may also be positioned for enterprise, but once again, this is speculation. The other question is regarding, is it gonna be a Surface phone? Also speculation here, but I have heard rumors and internal discussions that they are considering using the Surface brand for this device. If you think about it, it makes sense. If this phone really is the first device that can run x86 applications, just like a regular computer using Continuum, then it really is the sort of hybrid between a phone and a computer. I think that actually is deserving of the Surface name. Because don't forget, you don't want to supply Surface to any device. You're just labeling something there just for the fun of it. Uh, if you're going to give the label, give it to something that actually is transformative. And I think if this device is what we expect it to be, I think the Surface name actually makes sense. But it remains to be seen if Microsoft will actually do that. Do you think Pano should scrap all Nokia phone designs and start new with Windows Phone? So this question is regarding Panos Panay, who heads the Surface division, but also now all of Microsoft's devices. So basically their premium device line, he's in charge of it in terms of all hardware. That's actually very exciting. I think he's done a great job with Surface and I feel good with him being now in charge of their premium Windows phones. Now, what does it mean for them to scrap all Nokia's designs? I think the 950 and 950XL coming out are hangovers from Nokia. So basically those are previous designs. That doesn't mean they're 100% though. I do believe Microsoft has had significant influence on their design, performance, and other aspects of the hardware. Now having said that, I don't think they are true Microsoft devices in terms of like the Surface line. I think we have yet to see that. So besides the 950 and 950XL, I think those are definitely two Nokia devices, but there are also Sama and Sana, which are coming out probably early 2016. Those look like to be a Lumia 600 series and Lumia 800 series continuation. So we'll see those devices as well, but those are also Nokia influenced. So once again, I think it's only that Intel phone will be the first true Microsoft device. Yes, I've asked a few times already, Circle contacts or square contacts, and why? So I get asked this question all the time regarding Windows 10. If you have not noticed, the contacts now, instead of being squares or circles, uh, it's a funny discussion that a lot of people who are fans of Microsoft have had. And the question is, what do I feel about it? I actually do like circles, I'm sorry to say. At least I find them different and unique, and it does stand out in the operating system. I also like how it's principled. Only people are circles, things are squares. So if you look at, say, Groove Music, uh, the artists will be circles, but albums are squares. I kind of like that consistency. I also don't understand why people are so freaked out over it, but everybody has their personal preference. Uh, my opinion here, though, is although people may freak out at it, for a little while. Um, after you use it for some time, I don't think you'll notice. Is Cortana for Android a silly move by Microsoft while Windows Phone has no plus point except Cortana? So Microsoft's bringing Cortana to iOS and Android later this year. That coincides also with Cortana launching a Windows 10 desktop. It's also going to the Xbox One. So the question is, is this a good move by Microsoft? I don't have any allegiances here. I actually do think it's a good move, namely for consumers, because if you use an iPhone or Android, you can now use Cortana both on those devices and your PC. I think that's a really good selling point. I don't think it's good to be exclusionary if you use Windows 10 desktop, then none of those services work with your phone. 
let's admit it, Windows Phone is only 3% market share. There's no reason why you want to exclude that other 97%. So yeah, I actually agree with the decision. I know it offends some Windows Phone users, but let's be honest, um, Cortana on Windows Phone has not really sold a lot of devices or saved them either. So I don't really see the problem with giving it to iOS and Android. Now, I also disagree a little bit here with this question, which is that saying that Cortana is really the only difference between Windows Phone, iOS, and Android, and it's the only selling point. Uh, I use all these devices. I actually happen to like Windows Phone a lot, namely because of the start tile system, which I just find superior to iOS and Android. And so I keep coming back to Windows Phone for that. There are significant user interface differences here, as well as performance differences. I use Android all the time, and it it's very frustrating. The battery doesn't last as long. Uh, the performance is not as good. Windows Phone's a lot more consistent, both in terms of battery and performance, and I happen to like that a lot. I think consumers will see this. In fact, a lot of people don't have complaints about Windows Phone as an operating system, nor the hardware. The complaint comes down to what? Apps. And so if they can solve that problem, then I think Windows Phone is still a superior system compared to those other ones. Well, that does it for this week's episode, and sorry about missing one for last week, but that Windows 10 thing threw me off. Remember, if you have a question, use hashtag AskDanWindows on Twitter, and maybe we'll feature your question on next week's video. Thanks for joining us. Take care, everybody.